Sign up today for the Indie Game Business Newsletter. It's a weekly source of business news curated for indie dev teams. We've got discounts on all Indie Game Business events and events from all of our partners. You get a first look at the summaries and takeaways from all of our podcasts. There's exclusive opportunities for promotions and early access to new tools for development, monetization, and more. Check it out. Sign up. PowellGroupConsulting.com slash publisher dash list. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the panel on clearing out the attic. I have to look at the title again, the tools and approaches of self-organization while working from home. And um, I'm very happy. Oh, I have to turn my second screen here. So I'm very happy to be here with you, all of you, for a panel which was originally attended as um, roundtable discussion, so it's really meant to involve the audience very much. So because we are very curious how your perspectives on like what tools and mindsets and processes you tested out in the last month and it worked in general for you and what didn't work for you. So um, I'm my name is Tobias Kopka. I'm festival director at Ludicious Game Festival. And uh, with me there is uh, Lena Falkenhagen, uh, She's a free, freelance novelist and narrative designer. She'll introduce herself in a second. Christian Haya uh, from Baltic Best Dave and Seal Games and Rebecca Lautner from Landfall Games. Um, and so we have a German round of people thinking about organization. And usually I'm very international, but this time I really like that. So welcome, everybody. Uh, please introduce yourselves. <laughs> so uh, starting with Lena. Thank you, Tobias. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm. Uh, it's kind of funny that I'm in a situation to, uh, to talk about cluttering out the attic because I'm not really good at cluttering out the attic myself at home. But anyway, um, I'm. I, I started out as a RPG designer, TTRPG tabletops um, for 17 years on Das Schwarze Auge. Um, enjoyed that highly. Uh, moved on to writing like a professional novel writing. Um, I've written for fantasy novels, one science fiction novel, and for historical fiction novels. And then I moved on again, and uh, I uh, I moved to, uh, to games uh, and wrote the story and narrative and background, world building, etc. on Drakensang Online for, oh, I don't remember, five or six years. And um, together with an awesome team, of course. Um, and now I'm doing all of the above, um, a little bit of this, a, a little bit of that, and also uh, some teaching at the University of Applied Sciences Hamburg um, in the game design and narrative department. That's me. Awesome. Uh, thank you for joining us. So uh, handing over the mic to uh, Rebecca. Hey, hey, hello, everybody. And thank you for having me, Tobias. Um, so I started out in this industry as head of Berlin Baltic Nordic, which is an initiative that was funded by the EU and the Senate Department of Berlin. And the goal was to build up a network of pretty much everyone that is part of the industry, like publishers, investors, service providers, and connect them across borders. Um, and now I am the CBO of Landfall Games, which is an indie developer based in Stockholm. And we did games like Cluster Track, Stick Fight, Tab G and currently working on the full release of Tabs. And I'm responsible for partnerships, uh, brand building, and biz dev, and usually supposed to run around the globe. 
So this is a really good topic for me. <laughs> Wonderful. That's great to hear. Then I'm happy that we have you aboard. Thank you. Uh, and now, Christian, uh, please introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tobias. Um, I'm sort of a little bit like Rebecca, so um, but with a different start into this industry because I originally uh, became a paramedic, then I studied dentistry, discontinued that one, thought, okay, let's make something that may, uh, is more fun. And I joined the games industry. First was uh, PR training, communication, and finally business development. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm still with uh, Seal Games. Our company um, was founded in 2005 and we're still independent. I'm super happy about that. And uh, with time, we transitioned from platform to platform. And nowadays, it's nowadays it's uh, mobile focus. Um, yeah, I'm also mostly traveling uh, the globe. Um, and we're also organizing the Baltic Dev Days, which is a, well, that's, it's a really nice video game development uh, conference today, two days of uh, content uh, where we try to bring in people from, let's say, mainly Europe and focusing on the Baltic region. Or and Baltic Sea region, because it's more like the Baltics. So everything around the Baltic Sea connecting the countries and people. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, thank you also joining uh, joining us. So um, yeah, and again, my name was, is Tobias Kopka. So Ludicious is like a festival um, for game developers in Switzerland leading and then Reboot Develop is like Usually, when Corona allows that happening in Dubrovnik, Croatia, and also since last year, first time in Canada, Banff and the Rocky Mountains, uh, in, inviting the whole games industry from all different backgrounds. Um, and uh, aside of that, I grew up in a demo scene a long time ago in the air. Early 90s, and I'm still working on pro bono projects like bringing that uh, scene into the on UNESCO World Heritage, but that's another uh, question. So um, there are some people on the chat already. That's wonderful. Hi, Anne. Hey. Um, <laughs> um, we are, so the idea behind this panel was, um, or also a round table was really like to discuss, um, yeah, now that we are five months in into the pandemic, of course, apparently for some people, it's not the first time that we're working from home. Many, many of uh, of you of, of us uh, have been working at least remotely for five years or for a long for a longer time. So we have experience on that, but it's still a different thing. So um, and maybe to start with that so so this idea when writing this text about clearing out the attic so lena you mentioned that in the end i'm also not uh, not wonderfully great in clearing out the attic because i thought okay corona keeps me at home there's no biz dev there's no traveling there's no nothing so if i don't clear out the attic now then mm. when when will you do it and so this is like the question so how did your ride go in the last months, and what yeah, what would we like to share on these experiences? Which tools we use? What? How do we organize ourselves? How do we keep sane, etc.? So this is like one of the ideas. So to start uh, somewhere, so how how are you feeling on this? Where are we now? So if you look back into the last five months of remote work, um, what was what was like the biggest impact on your work and that what you say? So what changed in a very general sense? Mm -hmm. Shall I start? Yeah, please. 
Okay, so uh, I think at the moment, um, to jump ahead, uh, at the moment we're actually in a phase of, I think, online fatigue again, at least for me, um, uh, because at first, um, so for me, at the university and at uh, in my home life and in a... Um, um, I'm also heading uh, a, a writers' association in Germany. In that association, all the work basically tripled because of Corona. So I didn't have that time to clear out the attic at all, if I had one. Um, and uh, at first, there was a frantic struggle: two, uh, two, two cameras, two, two new microphones. I have both actually, like a new camera and a new microphone. And we. Yeah, uh, I think we 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 found out, uh, especially in the book industry, but also in I, I think every industry, um, how much is doable via uh, video conferencing tools and via uh, online organization. And I've heard of companies who would have never thought about um, letting their employees go into a home office at all because they felt people aren't productive and they're not doing their work in the home office. And suddenly they didn't have a chance and they found out, oh my God, it works. And um, then there was this, this frantic uh, uh, boom of video conferencing tools one after the other. And I quickly discovered that uh, after teaching four and a half hours online into a black box, basically, because students don't have the the greatest bandwidth um, and they they basically um, shut down the camera which is quite cool because then they can can hear me at least um, um, I, I'm not good for anything the rest of the day it's really stressful it's really drawing the power out uh, and um, it's uh, taking a toll on your mental health and uh, I think that's where I'm at now. I'm quite happy that the semester is over and uh, that I can let go of the many, many video conferencings uh, that I had um, and hopefully this will kind of balance itself in the middle because this was out of balance to me. It's a very, yeah, very good point because when we were preparing this panel, I think that came very quickly up that talking about the tools doesn't really make sense without talking about how, how we as humans are functioning at home with these tools. Uh, or, or of course, some, some of us can go to the offices again, but it's, it's a big difference. How do, you, uh, how do you feel about this in general, like uh, Rebecca? I mean, so for me, I first of all had to get a setup for a home. I didn't even have like a fixed working space. So I've usually, you know, the office of landfall is in Stockholm and I'm based in Berlin. So I was actually supposed to be most of the time spending in Stockholm, either in the office or traveling around. So I never really had to take care of that. And the first couple of weeks I worked from 14 inch laptop, which really didn't work. So I got a setup and now it's in my living room. Um, it makes it kind of, you know, it's out of balance that you're working in your living room and you don't really have a space to relax in. Um, but I think, you know, I, I adjusted to this. And for me, the hardest thing is that I'm a very social person and I like going to conferences and meeting the people, you know, and just doing some networking and actually doing the after hour where you get to know the people on a personal level, which makes it, makes it so much easier to work with them afterwards sometimes. Um, and I really miss that. But what I loved about the situation is that we really fast found solutions on you know how to bridge that gap so a bunch of people and friends from the industry that I would usually meet at conferences we built a discord channel 
or we now have a Slack channel that is only for the biz devs, you know, from that part. And there's like different channels for, for various topics. And some of them are just like hanging out at the water cooler and you just don't talk about business, but you know, friendly stuff. And um, I think that's really important to me that I still have the business level, but I'm still getting the chance and found other tools of meeting my friends from the industry uh, mm -hmm. in a private session, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so there were already lots of talking points in that. So like in terms of the service you created or uh, I mean, the or let's just take there for a second. So the Discord, I think, was actually started by you. And you can you tell us a little bit about how you built like kind of a people. community around you? Yeah. So it was started not only by me. It was the idea of a bunch of people that we would usually meet at conferences. And uh, it was Petter Henriksen, also from Landfall Games, and then uh, Johan Todesen from Raw Fury and Callum Underwood. You know, it's all people you like hanging out with them and we kind of miss talking to each other and then we started this channel and now we try to keep it on the on the low side so it's not too many people sure. but it's it works really well because also one thing you know that there's a, and thank you to Pavel Budai at this place because he managed to put up a list of online conferences that are happening this year and this list is insane I want and to that was Oh, I will definitely provide you with it. It's it has been finding his way around the industry already now, uh, but this was posted in in this group, and that's just you know supporting each other on keeping up to date of what's happening. Hmm. And I think that's what these channels are for. Important uh, point you said, like also like to to have a group of people around you, like in a circle of trust. I think trust is a very important thing in terms of online communications. We come to back to that later but let me bring in also uh, Christian so how how have your um, how has your road been because uh, so far I think uh, Lena Rebecca and me uh, are mostly working on our own you are more working in a studio context and so how's it how has the general road been for you in terms of ups and downs so on, on the work side um pretty much as Rebecca already stated, it was like a black hole is opening up and whoosh, there goes your work. Um, because usually uh, my focus is uh, on platforms and partnerships and identifying business opportunities. Um, I'm not selling games, I'm more um, focusing on bringing um, things in, into the company that help us grow the business. Um, so all that whoosh, gone, and uh, you can't imagine how much how much work it usually is to to prepare for conferences uh talk to people and then of course getting back to the people after conferences um plus the same thing also for the baltic dev days conference uh, conference that um this year uh, we cancelled it so um that gives me a little bit more time uh, luckily i'm in in a position or in a company where we we talked um about okay what other things can you do now? Um, and I'm now helping with the narrative aspects of our new game that we're working on. And on the other side, I, in January, I became father again. So I've got a little baby girl here and she's uh, taking a lot of Congrats. my attention. And it's like every, every time, no matter what you do, it's a smile. So that perfectly balances um, out that black hole that I sort of dropped into, um, yeah. So, so like the black hole between work and life, like to the balance, or no? So, um, um, I'm, I'm someone who who always try to find 
work that actually is fun to me or makes yeah is, is meaningful to me so um the business development aspect i don't really consider it but it is a, a huge load a huge amount of work definitely but um it does not put that stress on me um mm. to constantly not constantly used to travel one one to two times per month um that's also quite a lot but um all that is away it's gone right now yeah i mean i'm i'm super happy that that rebecca and uh, peter and the others they they organized that um lovely discord channel because now you have sometimes meetings and in, in games or you talk just to people and you play a round of modern warfare and it's like it's mm -hmm. epic <laughs> i think um it's a, a very important so in terms of who um i mean yeah there's different types of people of course and i'm also falling into the group of people so i'm not only the moderator so it's again it's intended like as a round table here so we're talking on uh, that everybody shares their perspectives and for me it was also surprising to see how much i learned that i I mean, I knew I can go on on events for a long time, but I didn't realize that it's, that it's really I get the energy from people, and this keeps me going yeah. and going and going. Exactly, absolutely. And um, and I underestimated that uh, very much. And uh, so, from my perspective, maybe to answer on that. So for us, it was really okay. I was first had had start diving into as many conferences, watching as many online. Yeah, events, demo scene, 70 hours uh, events, etc., to see how that stuff works and then dive into Head Start like running a conference and learning as much as possible there. That was also okay. But what I completely underestimated is like the, uh, the black hole afterwards. Usually you are used to that as organizer. I think everybody knows that if you're coming enlightened from a conference back and you have that energy from uh, meeting um, encouraging people um, and then the big drop but with online conferences it's uh, it's even higher because you're just switching off and then you're there and everybody's gone immediately there's no transition phase right. and uh, that's something what i underestimated and that's that's why it's even more even as we are finding the tools and the tweaks I think it's more important also to talk about the mental health um, and or at least the emotional challenges um, uh, on that side. And um, I will share uh, the virtual conferences list at the end of the conferences because I don't know how I can write on the chat as moderator my or as moderator myself. Yeah. We, we see. Um, otherwise, we would have written already, but maybe I can passed it over actually to the team at the Maybe it works. Otherwise, it's on our, on our closing uh, slides as well at the end of the session. Um, because there is like, uh, if you just look at October, there's like, ah, now it works. That went quickly. Now we have many shared. OK, thank you for sharing. Um, so, okay, so in general, so this means also how, how your work field uh, works has changed tremendously. I mean, uh, Rebecca and Christian, you were in this dev, and Lena, how did it change for you in that sense? So it's Actually, like... Yeah, 
<laughs> not at all actually i was so much looking forward to having colleagues at the university so i'm i'm parental uh, leave stand in for eric Chanot at the university so i'm right i i came in january i never met my students live and i'm leaving in september that's quite hard for me but i was so much looking forward to having actual colleagues being able to talk to them at the at the coffee machine and meeting my students live in the um in the teaching rooms um, uh, and talk about narrative and walking simulators and and uh, game design. And like I said, I never met them. And um, I just, um, like I was there for I think two months and then Corona came and uh, then I said, okay, it's home office again because this is my usual life. So your quarantine is my usual uh, business life. I'm sitting at home behind my computer uh, talking to people on the phone or on the video conferencing tool. And um, I have to organize myself um, uh, with tools, um, and um, so I'm 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 always looking for new ideas uh, uh, to do that. Uh, and I've tried many and discarded a lot. And usually, mm -hmm. you you come back to the things that um, that just feel right for you. But um, at the university, I found that the bigger the team, the more professional um, and versatile unstructured uh, uh, a communication tool needs to be. So I am a huge fan of Slack, for example. Uh, I hate Teams with a, pa with a passion, with a vengeance, because uh, Teams is... Um, Teams is so cluttered. Uh, it's so like the matrix between um, uh, channels on the one hand, and then you have uh, uh, folders where you can basically hide away files and other stuff. It's making me, it's driving me crazy. And um, Slack is just, uh, it's, it's clear. You have like a very dedicated channels. You can mark people, you can, you can attach files. You can even like nowadays they've upgraded their video conferencing tools too. So if you have the pro version, you can use that. It is quite good actually. So I've tried so many video conferencing tools um, <laughs> and discarded most of them despite Zoom, to be quite honest. We can talk about data security later. Gladly. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, Zoom is is uh, the best one that's still out there. So, so for me, this is quite quite old. Um, uh, and um, but I've heard from many of my students that they have problems uh, motivating themselves from home without a company um, and uh, camaraderie, and uh, that's quite hard on them. How uh, how do you? I mean, maybe comments on this. I think uh, you you put. I mean, yeah. Um, it's we're working with Discord, but I comment on that in a second. But Christian, do you have maybe comment? Oh well, we we made the move from Slack to Teams, and um, oh yeah, most the the main reason was that they had a limit uh, on on the people that can actually join the video call, and mm -hmm. uh, Slack was a bit slow to to adapt to that, and. Mm -hmm. um, the interesting thing about Teams is, I mean, um, most companies usually have uh, those enterprise uh, um, subscriptions, and these subscriptions automatically come with Teams, um, sort of an unlimited version. So the the, the big pro here was uh, that we didn't have to pay anything at all in addition to that uh, solution. And um, besides that, setting up Teams was challenging, um, but something that we did is for example we don't clutter everything inside uh, teams we link it outside to to gyra for example so uh, we try to keep it as as tidy as possible and uh, besides that it 
just works. The only thing that I think does not work right now is uh, the connection to uh, Google Calendar, but I think mm -hmm. they're working on that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're also using Slack, but for the team calls, we're we're using Discord because it works the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's that's pretty simple, but it has huge implications. I mean, when we switched with uh, so two years ago, we started with Discord at Ludicious, and mm -hmm. I'm I have a tendency to move to Slack as well because mostly because of threaded conversations, and it's mm -hmm. just that one thing. It's just this thing that, of course. Discord is meant like an ongoing stream of in the channels, and that's fine. It makes total sense for community, community and live communications. But if you have, of course, have oftentimes complex, uh, you can't open so many channels to have all the conversations on uh, on thread in a sense. Because if you yeah, if you want to go crazy on that, and I think Slack helps with that way way better in a sense. But um, I think on the communication side um, on the communication side I think it's kind of a given then like it's a mix of teams discord slack so Rebecca you uh, you use discord for community reasons mostly or is it like is it do you decide on okay it's mostly who, who wherever someone is I am as well so then it's also a question of how many channels do you open how do you feel about that all of you us, it's just you know for the team with the with landfall we have slack for everything um like the the day-to-day -day, uh, communication that we're just sending each other and we have a channel that's called random you know where we send each other pictures from the office or a house you know and so we have a channel that's called office doggo because you know <laughs> it's fun their <laughs> dogs so that's what we use that for and especially the updates on tabs and what we're working on you know um, but when it comes to uh, actually having a call with everyone, then we switch to Discord. And I can't really tell you why that is, but we just figured that it, it worked better for us. And, and not uh, between Slack and Discord, but more between Zoom, because then, you know, it's all about the video. And it's just was, I can't really tell you why, but it's just more convenient for everyone. Mm -hmm. So like if, if, if all of you think about your standard tools of work, it's like, what is your five standard tools you use every day in a sense? What's like the core of your work? I'm really, I'm really uh, interested to hear from the others because I don't have that many tools that I'm using, you know, kind of have my own system. But the only thing mm -hmm. that is that makes really sense for me is Trello. Because I'm mm -hmm. usually, you know, I'm based in Berlin and uh, the team is, is based in Stockholm and I have to there's a lot of tasks that overlap with one of my colleague and we just, you know, switch it back and forth. So we have our own Trello chart and then it's like my task and his task and then what we both have to do and then we comment on it. So it's a lot easier, you know, to get the to-do section updated mm -hmm. and clean. Doesn't always work as well, but we're still trying to figure it out. And so maybe there is some other tool that I just don't know about that would work better even. Yeah. Uh, Wilnev, by the way, on the chat, we are looking at a chat. Yes. <laughs> Just wanted to say it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's, there is some people. There are some people in the chat. Um, you might want to look at Kanban Flow, uh, Becca. Kanban Flow is actually, I think. So I, I'm usually when I'm organizing teams, um, I'm 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 often organizing um, people um, who are like um, 
Ehrenamt, um, it's lacking the word. Um, uh, pro bono. So non-profit, non-profit. Non-profit, yeah. Non-profit stuff too. And for the non-profit stuff that are usually people that are not so techni technically adapt uh, or adapt. Um, and I'm usually going to Trello with those people because Trello is very user-friendly. Um, it's easy to manage. Uh, you just have to register. And um, in the end, people don't even use it so much anyway. So you have to have one dedicated uh, project manager technically to, to, man to, to, to deal with that and to keep it on track. Um, Uh, because people tend to ignore it, uh, I think. Uh, the usual project management problem, I think. I think that Jira might actually be good for that, but that's, I think, often too complicated uh, in a, a non-professional environment. Um, and I'm using Slack, as I said. I'm also using Discord. I don't know why Discord feels cluttery to me, too. Um, I feel um, that maybe it's, it's, it's about colors and about the, the easiness of structure. And the threads, of course, the threading function. Um, Slack is just very clear and very... Um, uh, I have a feeling of control over stuff in Slack. I don't have that mm. feeling in Discord. So uh, for me, it would be Zoom, actually, Discord, uh, Slack. Um, it's uh, Google Docs, unfortunately, because it is the one and only tool that is so easy to manage with a, a, a certain amount of people to, um, and, and it can develop its very own dynamic if you work on a Google Doc with other people and you see them working on it, that is, it's, um, it's so um, motivating to see that, yes. to, to, to see it grow, you know? As a it social person, I agree 100%. Yeah. Many texts, actually, I, I prefer as well to, to work it's, together. It's very organic and very motivating. And the fourth one is Miro. I love Miro. So as a whiteboard function, as a visualization tool, um, it is so powerful. I use it for basically everything, including my RPG, my private RPG sessions. And um, the fifth one is analog. Uh, it's a bullet journal. I do bullet journal. Ah, interesting. That's and that's for personal usage, like like to to think about to organize your day or your priorities or reflect on your day. It's like no, so it's, what's it's a, what's the thinking yeah. behind a bullet journal? Maybe you can. The, the bullet journal share. is basically a a. Um, powered up uh, to-do list. Um, so you can you can Google it. There's a bullet journal website um, and you have a book uh, and you, you can introduce your own structure about calendars, about you have a yearly, a weekly, um, a monthly uh, organizer that you can put in yourself um, and daily if you want to. And I have uh, usually a yearly to have my Uh, my my dates and meetings um, and conferences and the likes. I have a monthly uh, where I fill in all the the, the tasks uh, that I need to do um, uh, and uh, collect them, and then I distribute them into either a weekly or a daily uh, journal, basically. So it's it's a giant to do list where you move tasks between uh, these uh, different layers, and uh, sometimes I use it more, and sometimes mm -hmm. I don't even use it for months. Uh, just depending on the tasks at hand. And it works for me so, because because you take stuff out of the out of the digital and into the the haptic uh, analog uh, room space. Uh, that's quite quite uh, working for me. 
Okay, so this was a suite of different tools like on collaboration, mm -hmm. on self-organization, on personal organization, and then of course like on collaboration in terms of uh, Google Docs, etc. How how is it, Christian? How is it on your side? Oh, I try Same. to keep things simple as as simple mm. as possible. Um, for organization of Baltic Dev Days, it's a Google Sheet um, where I have one master sheet with uh, all the people that are sort of um, have something to do with the Baltic Dev Days, from, ranging from speakers to sponsors, etc. Um, and then it just depending on on the marker, it just copies the person to another sheet, so that one of my colleagues can work with whatever he or she does. For example, uh, press contacts. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, besides that, um, I'm sort of highly organized, and all I need is like an be it an Outlook calendar or uh, the eye calendar. Uh, it, the only thing that is impossible is that it syncs across all the devices that I'm using. Um, else I would go mad or nuts, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing that I use personally. Um, also, when it comes to to-do lists, um, I try to have as, as less as tasks as possible. I, I, so I don't want to be in a situation where I have like 10, 20 tasks, something open on a to-do list, where I have to work it down. So let it be one to five tasks. I can handle that um, easily in a calendar or even on a sheet, blank sheet of paper. That works. Um, on the other side, when we're talking about team management, um, someone, I think you mentioned it already, Tobias, um, Jira. That's what we are using. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, connected to Teams. Um, so no matter if someone um, updates a status uh, on a task, uh, it automatically automatically gets pushed to Teams. So we all know um, the status of the separate um, tasks. Um, yeah. And we use it in, in a wild mix uh, of Scrum and Kanban, uh, something that perfectly works for our company. Took some time that, until we figured out that how. That how. <laughs> and that was probably iterated over years, I guess, or months at exactly, least. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. And not connected yeah. to Corona, I guess. No, no, no. Um, so, so one one learning maybe that we took, but I think we're uh, tapping into another field is uh, mm -hmm. that in, in 2015 we had a very bad year for our company, and we had to let some people go. And even I, I made something like a sabbatical, founded my own game development studio. To uh, one at a business competition plan, um, mm -hmm. business plan competition, yeah, that's it. and um, so and afterwards, uh, I got back to the company, and in this phase, um, we ensured that no matter what what happens, um, that we have sort of a security net, mainly also when it comes to financial things, but also that. Um, no, no matter what happens, you never know if uh, some of your employees um, gets into a car accident and maybe it's your, I don't know, backend developer who used to, to bring everything to run. And uh, so we have uh, a, a put a lot of effort into ensuring that we document everything. So it's sort of like the German style, maybe. I don't know. So we document a lot. Um, we try to um, be as transparent as possible, no matter what it's about, be it the projects um, or the, the financial aspects of our business. Uh, and everyone is uh, on track. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. um, um, I was just answering like also one of the questions on chat. So we, we can type the tools here and also have some of them on our last slide. Um, mm -hmm. But it's a very, uh, very important part. So and Rebecca, you you were wondering what? Okay, I didn't talk by myself. Uh, for me, it's me very too. simple. For me, it's very simple. Actually, over the years, it was less and less tools. So it was kind of, but on the other hand, there's always like tiny tools which help you a lot. So for example, I used to use big communication CRMs like um, Salesforce and stuff or like bigger ones. And nowadays, uh, I really step back and use very simple one. It's called Context Plus. Uh, it's on the uh, App Store. It's if you um, and it's a very simple CRM where you simply have your contacts which synchronize all of your devices as well, and um, you can tag your contacts like in like in a normal context, but it's very swift and fast forward. If you want to export um, people from that. Uh, mini CRM, I would call it, because in my reality, I, I realized I in 90% of the cases, I don't have the tools available when I need actually my contacts. So let's say I'm going to, let's say Stockholm, who do I know in Sweden or who at least, or not only Stockholm, but at least Sweden, and then I can check through. But if the people are tagged at least for a country, then it's very hard to go to remember because we as humans have the problem, we need an index. We need usually something to browse through, which reminds us um, to think about people or other things. So it's like yeah, really like a visual index of who you know. Uh, so oftentimes, you probably know that as well, Christian, if, if there's a conference coming up and someone is asking me who is speaking, I have to look at the list again because I've been talking to so many people. In the meantime, I need this visual cue, even though I've been working on it for half a year. And it's the same with the context. So who do, who do I know in Sweden? Who do, who, uh, or someone is asking me, hey, do you know a Grafician? Or do you know a studio in free-to-play? All of these, and then I'm always blank, and I have 10,000 contacts. But and it's like, that, yeah. Question. But that means that you also put uh, quite a lot effort into uh, updating that list. Yes, at least for so the tagging. With, with all the and details, job position, and, uh, and etc. There, one of the mindsets comes comes into play, or one of the book recommendations. Okay. Of course, not all of the contacts are tagged yet, because I just discovered the book like a year ago. And one of the things of clearing out the attic for me was really okay. I know all these people, but I don't, I can't access them and oftentimes if it's in this moment because it's like this old question of hey how do you can you recommend a restaurant in in your city and then um yeah <laughs> maybe the important things you know <laughs> um so and slide edge is really like about this mindset of doing just a tiny bit every day of something but this incrementally builds up to huge effects it's mm -hmm. like this old networking habit of um Build the contacts before you use them. You you need to use them, or you're looking for something. It's really this, yeah, one step at a time attitude in a sense. And Slide Edge is really the best book I've ever read. So if there's only one book I would read in life, uh, this would be the one, uh, because I'm agnostic. Um, so there's no Bible for me. Um, but anyhow, 
Um, how comes one question? How comes that you do not use something like LinkedIn? Because uh, LinkedIn is a platform where I would expect that everyone keeps it updated. Uh, that I think true. it would offer all the the filter um, filters that you need. Yes, that that works for yes, but that's the second thing. Over the years as well, I learned not to trust platforms that much anymore because they might change their so let's say linkedin five years ago had an api so you could synchronize the contacts to somewhere else and you could use that email addresses etc but that's not possible i mean linkedin did a login i mean maybe it was also eight years ago i can't remember but in the beginning it wasn't like that hmm. so you could pull data from linkedin and oh. um and that way that way, um, yeah, I, I prefer to have something which is synchronizing to a Google Google Sheet. So Context Plus, if a content comes in, it goes via the peer into a Google Doc. So that would be the second talk. Uh, yes, Miro, Slack, Trello, Google Docs. So there were some other comments. Yes. Um, so Zapier is like the contact, uh, the tool I use to to uh, connect like data, but yeah. Let's say a business card, card comes in, you can photograph that via Contacts Plus, you tag it, it goes into the Google Sheet, and in case whatever platform is not there anymore, I still have the contacts. Because I was wondering when like seasoned people like Jason Delorca or so were also telling me, how do you organize your contacts? I still mm -hmm. have an Excel sheet, it's like that. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. like over the years it got Less and less <laughs> complex. And also at, reboot, also at Reboot, we are working actually very much, very hands-on, very down-to-earth on here's a list, here's a document, we go it through line by line, this is our action items, and 90% is action, there's so, not much overhead. So there, there is no magic tool, we all use Excel. <laughs> <laughs> And true. And and, and uh, your comment is also right. Not everyone is on LinkedIn. Yeah. That's another problem. You have your people, some of them you only have on Twitter, and you don't even have emails. And that works in, in, in our phones. You can have people without emails in our uh, in context plus you can have that. And that's that's a very important thing. So I think yeah, we probably could yeah, sorry, I get no, that, that's I a good argument. Sure that I, will, as I will a look into that too, it's so I important. Really like it. But for you as biz devs as well, right? No. Sorry. Um, no, I was just uh, saying um, I, I completely understand what you're what you're saying, and I will definitely take a look into the tool that you will, uh, are recommending because it sounds quite interesting. Um, so it's really contacts, and then with a plus, so zero wise. It what the name before was. I think in the beginning it was Cobook, then it was Bought, and this, what the name was Full Contact, and from Full Contact it went to Contacts Plus. Anyhow, Contacts Plus. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, Rebecca, how is it for you? Well, yeah, I mean, still excellent, Simple. but but I'm yeah, but I'm kind of you know when you when you used to go to to like real conferences and then you get a shit ton of. Uh, Cards. Business, cards? business cards yeah and what i used to do afterwards and that's actually the thing i went to either facebook and I, maybe i'm a fossil you know but I, yeah see but i'm yeah. still Jeez. using messenger as a main tool for getting in touch with people so i look on facebook if those people are actually accepting you know friends from the industry or if it's like a private thing if they have a lot of mutual friends that i just add them on facebook and then i have uh, linkedin 
And that's actually how I'm searching. But I'm lucky because I have a really good memory. So usually I know who I'm looking for and then I just scroll through the list or, you know, and know how to find them. Um, but for the rest, I'm actually still using an Excel sheet. Mm-hmm. And I, I really want to change that. I want to get that more organized, especially now, you know, when you get emails from people that you haven't met before and you don't have a personal reference to them. It's just so much easier to have it on an official, you know, system and, you know, how to find them afterwards. So I'm I'm definitely going to look into Contact Plus. Mm-hmm. And, and if someone else has another uh, suggestion, I'm totally happy to look at all of them. I actually might have one that is uh, comparatively fossil too. Um, uh, it's just like it's uh, so my so my contacts list on on my mobile phone is connected to a next cloud, uh, and I'm keeping all the contacts in that next cloud. And so when I get a business card, I usually uh, type that next that the contact data uh, into that into my phone, and it gets synchronized with my next cloud. Um, and uh, I do have all the the contacts in there then. And um, uh, sometimes I do doubles or triples because uh, I'm so. I, I try to get it done quick, uh, and um, then I have two times Becca from Landfall, um, or three times uh, because um, I have new updates. Because in this industry, I mean, oh my God, are people changing their yeah. their um, affiliations quickly? Uh, I have been to co- to to conferences, collected so many business cards, and if you try to contact them two or three months later, um, they're not in the business anymore, but they have moved or have been let uh, let go or uh, changed uh, companies. I don't. Know. Um, so that's an issue, but I think like really the contact, uh, so my phone is everything to me now. Um, it's a calendar, uh, it synchronizes with my Thunderbird at home, uh, my, my, my calendar, um, uh, it's, uh, it's my contact list. Uh, mm-hmm. And I even do use, now that we're talking about this, I even use, um, what's it called, Google Notes. So I sometimes I just type stuff quickly into my Google Notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of in terms of notes, we can of course. I mean, maybe we step a little bit back in that sense. So uh, thank you for for sharing that. So there was also a comment, uh, natural CRM. So Context Plus, I'm not getting any money from them. They also enrich the data. That's the important part. I wouldn't have used it if they don't update for you the countries, and so only publicly available data will be updated if people move around, jobs, etc. But of course, the, the email address is like always the u- unique ID uh, you need to keep there. Um, if we step back a little bit, so if you, um, so as how, um, if if you if you think about how you keep your your focus and like also like we talk about decluttering in that sense. So, I mean, so you are all properly organized that you have not too many tools in, in, in you, uh, to, to get not too cluttered, but do you use like principles like for personal rituals or uh, or principles like GTD, GTD for getting things done or is it something how you organize your tasks and priorities personally? So is there something you would recommend? I think that's pretty tough in general because, you know, working from home, then you first have to adjust to the new situation. And for me, there's so much work that I could do all the time that I sometimes at the beginning forgot to even take a break 
And then you have like, you start to work at nine in the morning and then you have a bunch of calls, but then you have a call with the US and the time zone is totally different. So you take the call at 11 PM at night, you know, and there's always something more to do. And I think that was really important for me to learn how to find my balance. And, you know, that I have um, a routine in the morning, how I start my working day. And then I take a break in the meantime, and that has to be a lunch, you know, and then, then I talk to the team and structure the rest of the day, you know, and not taking calls just all over the place. But that's more, I don't know if that's a system, but that's just something I had to learn for myself. Because it's, you know, crunching is the thing that you usually do in an office. But yeah. now I realize that I've just been constantly doing it to myself. And Landfall is a place where we really keep track, you know, of work-life balance. And that's really important for us. So I think that's, yeah, important for everyone to figure that out for themselves. But I, I think personal, uh, do you have personal rituals or something? I 100% agree because I think especially the people who usually get energy from the other people. people, the risk is that you... Even if it's work, you still get a reward, right? If you send someone something, if you take the call, you and there's a risk that we do actually the damage to ourselves. And I, I at least am guilty of that, especially mm. in tunnel vision organizing the conference. Can totally relate. I have some rituals for that, but yeah, how's it for you, Christian? Um, well, I, I already used to maintain a, a daily routine getting up early, having breakfast, working. Um, the thing that I discovered for me within this uh, this past five month, months is that there there is no, no I, I do not must do things. I can take a break whenever I want to take a break, except for I'm like in a tunnel uh, in a flow where I'm working on something and I need to have this focus. So um, I have a gained, gained more acceptance to towards um, being a little bit more easy with things. Um, and you see, it does not hurt. That that's maybe one one thing, but still maintain a clear structure. That's of course, but also be gentle to yourself and and take the breaks. Um, for me, I'm in, in this uh, very blessed situation that I have a, a small kid running around. That also makes it quite difficult to work. Yes, um, but um, on the contrary, you have someone constantly bumping you and saying, "Hey, Daddy, I want to play. Take a break. You've been working yeah. for three hours, something like that." So, so avoiding avoiding burnout is of course a very very important uh, part I think of the new wor world of uh, working from home and especially yeah so and it's good to have this external markers for for myself uh, Rebecca do you have a ritual I mean yeah I go you know I get up in the morning and then I do some sports because I need that because I also you know gain a lot of weight when you're just sitting at home in your living room <laughs> yeah it happens right but I'm working on it so. <laughs> oh yeah absolutely true, yeah. That's absolutely true. One, one thing that I started because at some point I uh, moved to our office that was quite empty so I, I took the, the bicycle instead of driving by car and uh, it's good for your health you know no but, yeah. I, but I also think it's important is that you don't uh, cram a lot of calls in one day and try to make them happen as fast as possible. But I, in for lunchtime, I sometimes, you know, when the lockdown, you know, ended and you were allowed to socially distance meet, 
I immediately went out for lunch and met friends from the industry. Sometimes we still have the same topic, but it's because you like talking about your, you know, your passion. It's something but connects us all. And then talk about something you like, but it's not exactly business. And it just gets you out of the apartment for at least a bit and then take a walk. But I, I haven't found, you know, the perfect method for it, but I'm, I'm getting there. 100%. 100%. I mean, the time is running very quickly here. So, um, but uh, it's true. We have a buddy and that's a serious fact too. And again, that's also important with all the the mindsets. Um, so I started running actually, um, really like I never did before. I have also now a pretty long uh, non-alcoholic phase actually, because there's no conferences and events. So we're not doing it now. That was also a good change for, I don't know, 100 days now. Um, that's interesting how, um, of course, you have to really maintain your sanity and your energy and your clarity. Otherwise, as someone was writing, it doesn't help if you sat in front of the screen with all the great tools and your, your, your energy, your emotions are bonkers, I think. It sounds like a standard, but it's really very important how we're doing this to ourselves. And I think you also need more energy uh, to do that, what we do via video online conferencing tools. Um, I think that meetings don't take that much energy out of me than video meetings, actually, because I don't know why. It's just you need you try to project your presence, your energy. You need to watch everybody and maybe maybe watch a chat or whatever. And it's just it just takes more out of you, I think, than a normal meeting. I do think it have, has some, some yeah. something to do that you're in a constant, in a different mood or state, sort of. Well, I mean, when mm -hmm. you're at a conference, you're permanently on the run, sort of, from meeting mm -hmm. to meeting. So it's a different kind of energy. And here you're sitting at home and then a next call, next call. I mean, it's we're not working in a call center. Um, and so it, it sort of feels sometimes like that. And uh, mm -hmm. I worked some some years ago in a call center i know that feeling and at some point you just burn out it's uh yeah try to keep the the brakes i was smiling because i did that too in 2000 <laughs> oh we have something in, in 2000 yeah <laughs> 1999 actually mm. sold the first million dot de domain <laughs> so it wasn't an internet provider um but um, so that's that's true. Like also like these, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's um, keeping. Um, I was just looking at the clock, but I think yeah, that's we have only two, two or left. three minutes left. If we were starting on time, yep, that works. Two minutes. So um, if there's one thing you would like recommend to others, maybe we can also bring in the uh, slide, the shared slide again. Uh, so if there's one thing you would recommend others like to optimize their energy levels from home and thinking about tools, what would be your one thing you would recommend? Leave the house once in a while. <laughs> no, make it a habit to leave your house uh, on a regular basis. Um, it's uh, you have to find reasons for that if you're in a home office uh, and you cannot go to sports uh, or uh, conferences um, uh, have reasons to leave the house cool thank you rebecca uh, well if it's supposed to be on a personal level or on a business level because i think 
there's a lot of indies out there that would usually go to a to a conference you know and try to get some visibility there that don't have the chance necessarily and for them going to online conference is a completely new thing you know and they don't know anyone and if you go to a physical conference it would be a lot easier to actually talk to people but i would just you know um recommend just do it anyway and even reach out to people that you haven't met before and just um, join networking events and get visibility you know and get connected to the rest of the industry it's uh Everyone's still listening. Yeah, no, yeah, no, very important, very important to think you're not alone. And Christian, uh, actually, I hesitate a little bit to to recommend uh, some practices to to an indie because I'm sitting in such a comfortable chair that makes it quite difficult. Um, but I would second Rebecca with um, check out the the list um, for um, I think Pavel Budai is organizing that list right now with all the different mm -hmm. events. Because uh, in absence of all those physical events, it's it's super important for indies to to get in contact with publishers, uh, with with other indies, to exchange ideas and, and everything. I mean, it's like all that is missing right now, and uh, it's it's so super important. And the, these serendipitous meetings, they they are gone right now. So uh, you try to have to to work against that. That sounds a little bit harsh, maybe, but. Um, and it helps to to attend those digital events, um, but be clear, be precise, set your goals. What do you want to achieve? Um, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, you don't want to have like 20, 25 meetings a day with people who want to sell you something. Set your own goals, and uh, don't don't be mad with yourself when you uh, reject uh, one one request after another one. It's just try to find out what's important for you and follow that path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And from my side, it would be another book. Uh, very simple. <laughs> That's also here on the list. So if you go back in the video, you can see there from David Allen, a standard one, getting things done. And OmniFocus is like the tool to go for on the Mac. I can't talk about it because we ran out of time. But um, that's really like the standard thing to organize yourself and all of your projects in life. And uh, really, really a daily rhythm, how you always dump all your ideas and things in a document, organize them, and then decide what's the next actual thing I'm working on. And this keeps you also tangible to, uh, to results. So you're not too much in your brain and head. And that's where we are. That's awesome. Thank you all so much for joining us. And um, we, uh, we appreciate it very much. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at IndieGame.Business.